You're listening to the Filthy Fantasy Football Show. All right, everybody. Bringing you into the weekend, getting you all pumped up giving you that hot content, that hot goss you all like. Hey, welcome back to another exciting episode of the Filthy Fantasy Football Show. With always, your boys, King Josh, Josh the King, Big Rome, and the Fantasy Fish. What the fuck's going on, guys? How's it going? You know what? Thursday night's game was actually a lot more fun than I thought it was going to be. Dude, they've all been good. It's really weird. Like, on paper, they suck. And then, in reality, they're great games. You know, Carlos Hyde was the surprise uh, scratch, healthy scratch. Actually, okay no, he that. had a shoulder injury, but James Robinson, he reminded everybody that like, hey, I'm actually pretty good at football, Eat. and he did. He had a great game, 18 for 78 and two touchdowns. Wonderful game. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with Fish's tweet. I think Urban Meyer listens to the show. He must. It has to be it. It's the only thing. Only go back to college, Urban Meyer. You know, funny. <laughs> uh, a, a buddy of mine, he was asking me. He's like, "What are your thoughts on some of the rookies?" And I was like, "I think Lawrence." has the potential to be a good NFL quarterback, but I think Urban Meyer is going to ruin his career if, uh, I don't know. No, man. I, maybe. I don't know. I mean, it's still early. We'll see. Yeah. It's, well, it's definitely early. And then I will say this game, it's solidified to me that Jamar Chase is legit. Because he's been like the, you know, two four targets, but two catches for, you know, 100 yards and a touchdown. Last night targeted nine times, went six for 77. So, I mean, not, not the greatest game in terms of fantasy. Decent if you're half-point, full-point PPR. But I just meant in terms of I lo- I, I'm sold. You know, I feel bad for talking all that shit about – no, not shit. We liked him. We just thought the price was still extremely high for that. But Yeah. I mean, see, I, was, I love CJ Uzama. Is he going to be a thing? Oh, no. Stop that. <laughs> well, how, long is, how long is Higgins out for? Maybe. Dude, five for ninety-five, with two touchdowns. Yeah, you know what? He looked good though. Those those touchdown catches. Dude, I wish one of those touchdowns would have gone to Chase. God dang it! It would have yeah. just solidified that day even better. Yeah, yeah. But all right. So uh, tonight we got for you guys your NFC matchups for Week Four, as well as we're gonna give it to you the hot, the hotness, the fun, the booty calls of the week, the players that we love. And want to use and abuse, mm-hmm. but let's uh, let's go ahead and take care of some housekeeping notes real quick. We got the news and noise from around the league. Let's just try to blow through this. Uh, Marcus Valdez Scanling goes on short term IR. I don't know. You no, know, he's rostered, but can you, does anyone ever play MVS? <laughs> I mean, in a pinch, if you have to, he'll get you zero points like he did uh, last Monday or. What was it? The Monday night game that they played in? Thank God for that. I was hoping yeah. he would get zero. Help me win yeah. a game. Uh, James White, running back for the New England Patriots. He was placed on IR. But, you know, we kind of figured that was going to happen. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, rib injury has been removed from the injury report, as well as Deontay Johnson. So that's a huge sigh of relief um, if you're, you know, Steelers managers out there. Chase Claypool is now questionable with a hamstring injury, but... I don't know. He's probably going to play. I, I don't see why he wouldn't. Tyler Lockett uh, has a hip injury. He's questionable against the 49ers, but he's been practicing all week in a limited fashion, so I assume he's going to play. George Kittle, questionable for week four against the Seahawks with a calf injury. Um, I guess Kyle Shanahan says the team will have a good idea by tomorrow, so definitely keep an eye on that. Um, we were talking about possible plug-and-play tight ends if you're the Kittle manager. I said Dawson Knox, and Big Rome laughed at me. (laughs) Uh, Rob Gronkowski, rib injury. Doubtful for week four against the Patriots. We were actually talking about it pre-show. Even if Gronk does play, he took that nasty shot, so you probably can't trust playing him anyways. Uh, Panthers declare running back Christian McCaffrey out for week four, but we knew that was going to happen. So all that fabulous fab dollars that you spent on Chubba Hubba 
uh, should be ready to rock and roll. Daryl Henderson, he and uh, Coach Sean McVay anticipates that he's going to play Week Four against the Cardinals. I I love Henderson in this matchup if he can play. Um, I I hope he shows up for that. Uh, Tennessee's in some trouble this week. Now, luckily, they're playing the Jets, so we talked about it. We already have the stat line for it. Derrick Henry's going to run six times for 585 yards and six touchdowns, but and they'll win. You heard, they'll, it, they'll, you heard it here first, guaranteed. Put the bet your house on that. But <laughs> Julio Jones and AJ Brown are both ruled out for Week Four. So if you're in a wide receiver pinch, Nick Westbrook, Ikine, Ikini, Nick Westbrook. Who? If you type that he? in, his name will pop up. <laughs> so, I, you know, but Ryan Tannehill, I guess you can't really play him now. Uh, New York Giants, Darius Slayton and Sterling Shepard are both out week four. So maybe it's finally Kadarius Tony season. Maybe. <laughs> but the problem is Daniel Jones, last I checked, is still the quarterback there. So, and he's a bad man. He hurt my feelings still. Russell Gage, he is out week four against Washington, but no one really cared. This one, to me, was actually probably one of the bigger ones in the news, too. Quentin Nelson, guard for the Indianapolis Colt. He has been ruled out for week four against the Dolphins. Um, tough break, because I, you know, I was kind of shitting on Taylor. You guys were calling me stupid for shitting on Taylor. I'm telling you. I don't know. And then my, my hero, my champion, my beautiful chocolate man, Antonio Gibson. He's questionable with a shin injury for week four against the Falcons. However, um, Coach Ron Rivera says he's pretty confident that Gibson will play. Uh, Curtis Samuel, he's been activated off the IR and will play week four against the Falcons. Giovanni Bernard is out for week four against the Patriots, but I don't think anybody was going to play him. Uh, Dalvin Cook got in limited sessions on Wednesday and Thursday. He missed practice on Friday, but I'm going to chalk that up to a veteran rest day especially because he missed a game so i think he'll i think he'll play and then last thing i got here which no one cares about but it's still news rookie wide receiver elijah moore is out for week four against the titans with a concussion so denzel mims will be on the active roster and you know how crazy they drafted him with the second round pick last year this guy's gonna get cut or you just waste of a pick I mean, it sounds very jetty to do. <laughs> I mean, the Jets, granted, the Jets aren't like the best of teams, but uh, Mims didn't even look good out there. Oh, uh, Raiders running back Josh Jacobs got in a limited practice and is on track to return versus the Chargers. So yeah, good on him. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I don't know. Be ready to pivot, though, if you absolutely have to. My suggestion. Put Jacobs in your flex spot and then pick up a Hunter Renfro, Brian Edwards. That's all you got. Yeah, just if Peyton Barber's out there, pick him up because John Gruden did say that he has no issues playing Peyton Barber in a, a major role as the running back. So if Barber's still on the, the waiver wire, maybe pick him up. Um, but, yeah, just be ready to pivot. But put Jacobs as your flex. Don't put him in that running back spot. Otherwise... You are fucked. Absolutely fucked. Mm. So I think that's it for news. I didn't really see anything else. Uh, DJ Chart broke his foot last night. Oh, yeah. That was a thing. That sucks. It was like the second play of the game, too, because I, I got the notification on my phone that the game just started, and then like a minute later I got a thing that he was getting carted off the field. And I was like, what the fuck happened? Then I well, got that's home. huge news said, for yeah. Chenault and, and Jones. Jones got hurt? No, no, no. It's it's big news for them. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's awesome. Sorry, DJ. That sucks for you, but... You'd think with DJ Chark out, Marvin Jones would have had a bigger game. You know, three catches for 24 yards, but... I mean, Robinson was getting it done on the ground. Yeah, so. I think that's really what contributed the most to that. Although, LaVisca, your boy LaVisca, had... Was it finally. nine targets for... Yeah, finally. Yeah, so he like he seven rece- or seven receptions for like ninety nine yards, and then an eleven yard carry. Yeah, Could yeah be can't worse. go wrong with that. Yeah, <laughs> but all right, moving on. Let's go ahead and talk about your NFC matchups for Week Four, and then we will round it out with our bootay calls. So we're gonna head out to Atlanta, 
where the one and two Washington football team are taking on the one and two Falcons. Vegas has the over under at 47 and a half with the football team favorite at minus one and a half. I would definitely take Washington. Washington wins this game, but uh, Taylor Heineke, I, I think Taylor Heineke might be that quarterback. He might be at the point where you could probably throw him on your bench. I don't know if, I mean, this is a matchup you could probably start him if you absolutely had to. But, I mean, he's running the ball a lot, and he's throwing t- – he's slinging it. So, I, I don't see I- – I think he might be worth picking up if he's available. But uh, Antonio Gibson, you're playing him if he's – you're going to play him. You're playing Terry McLaurin, Logan Thomas. Let's. That's it. Are you Are you guys interested in Curtis Samuel now that he's back? I, I'm – I am. I am. But I think he's going to actually open up more for McLaurin because he's just another guy that's going to threaten the field because he is fast. He can definitely do a lot of things. It helps that there's another wide receiver. It helps Logan Thomas, too. Absolutely. helps Antonio Gibbs. It helps the whole offense. Yeah. You know, so especially because this was a player they acquired in the offseason and paid him a lot of money. Uh So, you know, follow the money. Other side of the ball, uh, Mike Davis, (laughs) maybe. Matt Ryan, how sad is that? I love Matt Ryan. And it honestly, it pains me to rank him so low because I love Matt Ryan, but he's just really not doing a thing right now. Mike Davis, he's like in that running back three flex range. You're firing up Calvin Ridley just because volume play. I mean, he's still going to be a wide receiver one. But Kyle Pitts, he has me somewhat worried. Um, You know, he was drafted very high, but he has not really – looked the part i mean had a good game against tampa bay five for 73 but other than that it's just matt ryan's not even really targeting him i mean there's not a lot of targets to go around the offense is not nearly what it used to be i will say just to touch on not to touch off of pits here but cordell patterson he's slowly becoming an okay play he he's just oh it seems like he's always on the field whether it be a quarter or whether it be a running back receiver hell he could probably even play tight end at this point I think he's gonna be he's got a huge his ceiling is very very high because he's just he's gonna be on the field from a lot of different angles he only gets about seven carries a game which is concerning but he does a lot in this offense. And I think he'd be worth a flex play at 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 best. He at does worst. make up for it in the in the passing game. So three weeks in a row, having seven targets, um, and having at least fifty five yard fifty eight yards receiving. So I mean, big in PPR. So yeah, I actually think. I mean, I didn't rank it that way, but I honestly, I'd probably play Patterson over Davis as my flex. I mean, I'm I'm thinking that as well, but. I don't know. I still rank Davis higher. Not by much, though. Yeah, same. Well, I ranked Davis higher because he's technically the starter. Right. Kind of like yeah. when you, when Vegas does the 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 spread. Generally speaking, it's minus three to the home team just by default. But then sometimes teams are better. That's why you get random, you know, minus eights and shit like that. But anyways, moving on. We got the three and zero Carolina Panthers taking on the two and one Dallas Cowboys. Vegas has the over under at fifty and a half, with Dallas favored at minus five. I wouldn't be surprised if Carolina actually wins this game. Carolina's defense—I think they're ranked like the number three defense in all of football right now. They're playing very good defense. Although, low key, Dallas defense actually isn't bad either. So I don't know. I, I might take the under. I don't know if they're going to get over that. But anyways, uh, Sam Darnold. Close, not quite there yet. Chubba Hubba, you're playing him. DJ Moore, top 10 play, man. DJ Moore's look. Sam Darnold has just really brought him, shown that full potential of DJ Moore. I'm loving what I'm seeing uh, coming out of him. Robbie Henderson, no. I think you can drop Robbie Anderson at this point. Like, I would. Robbie Anderson to me is like a landmine. Let someone else fall on it. Like, don't, don't hurt yourself. <laughs> Other side of the ball, you're playing all your Dallas guys. Yes. What? Although, actually, you you know because you're playing Dak, you're playing Zeke, Tony Pollard. He's he has standalone value. You're playing him as a flex. Lamb and Cooper definitely. Now Jarwin Schultz. If you're if you're the Kittle owner or Gronk, 
are you guys interested in in Schultz or Jarwin? And would you give the edge? And who would you give the edge to if you had to pick one? I've I picked up Schultz. If that's answering your question, I think Schultz is kind of the, I don't know. I just feel like he's a little bit better. He looked good last week. Looked really good last week. What do you think, Fish? I would probably favor Schultz right now too. It's tough though because Jarwin's actually a pretty good player, also. So those roles could reverse pretty quick in one game. But since they're favoring Schultz, I'll favor Schultz until they tell me otherwise. Yeah, I'd I'd probably give the edge to uh, to Schultz just because Schultz was the one they were excited about last year. But then he hurt his I think he tore his ACL. Or something no, that like was that. Jarwin. Really, Jarwin was the one. Jarwin was the one they were excited about. Schultz stepped in last year and did good. So they were like, we can't not use him because he did good last year. And now Jarwin's kind of in the back seat. Okay, correction. I may I got my guys confused, but either way, I mean he does he did look good. He looked very good. So, I mean maybe if you're desperate out there, you take pick up Schultz. If you're, I don't know, like I said, if you have just you know follow the twitters, make sure Kittle plays or any of those things. But uh, moving on, we got the two and one Cleveland Browns going to the one and two Minnesota Vikings. Vegas has the over at fifty one and a half with Cleveland favored at minus two. Playmaker Baker, you know when when is Baker Mayfield ever going to be like a weekly start? Like it's it it seems never. like he he's never he's never. <laughs> I think he's the quarterback thirty right now, twenty three. Okay, he's the he's just the oh he's like a he's just a game manager and that I hate that saying but he's a game manager so for fantasy purposes, five blows. Yeah. <laughs> Especially, it's just it's sad because with having such a talented roster around him, you th- with the best O line in football, you think you'd be better. Like if uh, if you got like a true superstar quarterback there, like a Deshaun Watson, mm-hmm. or, or fuck Cleveland, you love quarterbacks. Sign Cam Newton. Cam Newton's probably better than Baker Mayfield. Go trade for uh, the alleged rapist. No, it wasn't rape. It was sorry. sexual assault. Sorry, sexual assault. My bad. Alleged. He liked to get, allegedly likes to get his booty hole touched. And that's okay. I don't judge. Yeah. Uh, Nick Chubb, Cream Hunt, you're playing. Dude, Cream Hunt, man. I'm The fact that he is putting up running back one numbers, he's currently the running back nine on the year in a split backfield. And I think Nick he's- Chubb's the... Go ahead. I was gonna say he's doing it with like limited opportunities. Yeah, it's split, Nick, but he, it's not like fifty fifty. Yeah, and Nick Nick, it's not fifty fifty because Nick Chubb gets all the running basically, but they're they're you know he had twenty two carries last week. Nick Chubb did, but I mean he's the running back thirteen on the year. Hunt's the running back nine. It's fucking insane. But again, that O line, Jesus. I could, you know, I'm old and fat and beat up, and I could run behind that Cleveland O line. I would run six times for 585 yards and six touchdowns behind that O line. But anyways, playing those guys, Odell Beckham looked great. He he looked really good. He's he's, which was surprising, you know, to miss all that time, and then right off the bat, five for 77 with nine targets. I I really like Odell. I think you can play him with confidence this week because that Minnesota defense does not scare you. Are you guys interested in Austin Hooper? Uh, I mean, as about as interested as a poke in the eye. I have a question here, Rome. You ranked Dearness Johnson as your running back one this week. Who the fuck just did that? <laughs> you, you motherfuckers. Okay, uh. never mind. Other side of the ball, Kirk Cousins. I like Kirk Cousins, man. I... It it's so funny because he's like the like unsexiest quarterback in fantasy football, but he is currently sitting as the quarterback. Was he like the quarterback five on the year seven? So he's a top ten quarterback, just absolutely playing, punching way above his weight class. But but yeah, you're playing him, Dalvin Cook. If he's in, you know you're obviously playing him. If he's out. God, I hope you have Alexander Madison. Uh, Justin Jefferson, Thielen, you're playing both those guys. You guys both have Thielen in the top 10. I, I got him at 18. I just, it's not that, you know, Thielen's putting up great numbers right now. 
I mean, he's currently the wide receiver. My internet's slow. Five. So, I mean, he's getting targets. He's getting touchdowns. Like, are you guys still hot in the flames with that? Yeah, you're wrong. You're way wrong. <laughs> yeah, I, I think until he proves otherwise, then there's you got to have him up there. I, I think Thielen, he's in the same boat as Mike Williams for, I think, me, and it sounds like fish. Like, prove, until you prove me wrong, I'm going to rate you high because you're you're getting in the end zone damn near two times a game. Like, all right, I'll 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 get that all day. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, should be a fun game. All right, moving on. Oh, wait, Tyler Conklin. No. Just wait. <laughs> okay, moving on. 0-3 Detroit Lions taking on the 1-2 Chicago Bears. Chicago favorite at minus three, over under at 42. I, I, think, I think Detroit wins this game. I really do. Uh, I would 100% take Detroit plus the points, take Detroit money line. You're, you're going to make money because I just – Chicago looked – now, granted, Cleveland's defense is good. But Detroit's defense has been going toe-to-toe in almost every game. And Chicago, did you guys not watch that? You know what I mean? Like, how fucking bad did they look last week? So, I mean, yeah, like 100% pick Detroit. Anyways, Jared Goff, you're not playing that man, though, because he's – you know what's funny? He's, he's been decent for fantasy, but it's just – I don't know. I just – I don't – I still don't like him. Uh, DeAndre mm. Swift, love that man. He's – he is my running back two this week. Yeah, I think shit. he absolutely lights up Chicago. Um, I know Director Ross likes that because he has a lot of shares of DeAndre Swift. But goddamn, he he's getting it done in the passing game. He's getting it done in the running game. So DeAndre Swift all day. Uh, Jamal Williams, he's like in that RB two flex because he's getting a lot of work too. Uh-huh. And uh, so I, I think they're both. Very, very, and then again, you know, it's one of those things too. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure Williams is rostered in 100% of leagues, but if he is available, like he he shouldn't be. You pick that man up immediately. Why can't I find their thing? Yeah, that's the side. Okay, moving on. Uh, the wide receivers, Quinta Cephas, anybody? Rome? <laughs> I mean, I have him ranked. I'm the only one that has him ranked, but it's not high, and I wouldn't start him. Ugh. Yeah. Well, you, you can't, at least not right now. Um, TJ Hawkinson, he's he's so good. And it's it's nice seeing that at least something worked out for Detroit with players they've drafted recently. Other side of the ball, Chicago quarterback. I don't know if it's Justin Fields. Dalton might get play. Big Dick Nick Foles might be in there, but it's gross. It's, it's, an, it's a decent matchup, but... Like God, Fields. What? Hang on. Where's his stat line? Fields was so bad last week, and if listeners, I told you go watch that uh, that video about um, Dan Orlovsky and Rex Ryan ripping into him over over Matt Nagy. But Justin Fields is currently the quarterback thirty five on the year. There's thirty two teams in the NFL, so he is worse than you know everybody. Solid. <laughs> Dave Montgomery, I think this is a bounce back game for Dave Montgomery. I think you start him with full confidence. Allen Robinson, this is what I want to talk about. <clears throat> you guys still have Allen Robinson in the top 20s. I got him all the way down in the 40s. I just, the, the horrible quarterback play, yes, it's a good matchup. I just, I, he had six targets last week against Cleveland, which you like, but he went two for 27. His best game on the year he went two for 24 with a touchdown. I mean, but then, I mean, in terms of real life stats, his best game was week one against Rams where he went six for 35. But I just, I don't know. I, I, I can't, I can't find a way to where I'd be comfortably playing Allen Robinson in a fantasy lineup this week. I would be, I'd be trying to trade him. I, and I, and I'm not trying to acquire him either though. So I don't, I see you guys, I see the wheels turning. It's I don't know. I'm I've always been a Robinson guy. I'm still I don't know. I might die on this sword. I'm still a fan. I think he's he can turn it around. If anybody can turn it around, it'd be Allen Robinson. He's still gonna get a big time target share. 
I think he's going to be just fine against Detroit, in all honesty. I think their defense is good. Do I do I think their defense is Cleveland good with the, in the secondary? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. So, yes, it was a bad game, and it really hasn't been a good year to this point. But I think he can turn it around. And there are rumors that somebody else is going to call plays. I don't know if that's true, but that could help a little bit. But, I mean... He's the only good receiver on the team, so he's bound to have good games. And I think this yeah. is one of the times he can. Agreed. I don't know. I I need to see it. It's just, I mean, I think you have to put him in your lineup just because of where you drafted him. Although at the same time, I feel at this point in time, it, you have a couple weeks, you, you're getting a better idea of what your roster looks like. At this point in time, to me, draft capital doesn't mean shit. I mean, if a guy's playing better, if a guy's got a better matchup, go that route. Moving on, we got the 0-3 Giants taking on the 2-1 Saints. Vegas has the over-under at 42 with the Saints favored at minus 7.5. So Saquon Barkley came back to life uh, last week, which was nice to see. I mean, it was the plus matchup against Atlanta. And, I mean, if it was any – my thing was if if Saquon can't do it against Atlanta, I'm probably going to be out the rest of the year. But (laughs) – you know, 86% of the snaps, 16 carries, 51 yards, and a touchdown. Finally got involved in the passing game again with seven targets, went six catches, 43 yards. So I, I think you can go back to playing Barkley with full confidence, and you're happy about that again. Kenny Galladay, I mean, what, another one of those situations where the talent is there, he, the opportunity's there, so he should be better than he actually is. Um I don't know. I just, I still think it's gross, <laughs> despite no wide receivers. I mean, if you're going to play Kenny Galladay, I guess this is the week you have to do it because with Shepard and Slayton out, I think you have to play Kenny Galladay. And I mean, I right now we all have him ranked pretty low. We got him around 40, but I mean, he'd probably still be in that wide receiver three-ish range for me. Yeah. Evan Angram, are you interested in him with uh, – with the out running backs? No. Fish? Uh, I mean, I think if you're in a pinch, you could play him. I still don't. It's not my favorite. But with all the, the receivers out, you should see a little bit more targets. I will say, though, that that's actually, in my opinion, the person that's going to get the biggest bump from that is Saquon Barkley. Just like uh, Derrick Henry with all the... Uh, wide receivers being out, he's going to run for 7,000 yeah. yards on one carry. It's going to be like one of his old high school games. Oh, that'd be Just awesome. can't be stopped. Well, I mean, he can't be stopped anyways, but... All right, other side of the ball, Saints, Alvin Kamara. That's it, <laughs> right? I mean, is there anybody you're interested in? Hell Fish, no. you're my Saints fan. Yeah, no, there's not. I mean, Deontay Harris had a good game last week. I mean, well, I don't know, I don't know what his stats were. It was good for the Saints, though. <laughs> no, not no. You mean you mean Callaway? Because Harris only went three for thirty-one. Callaway had a touchdown, but it was a very fluky touchdown. Oh yeah, that's what I meant, probably. Four, four yeah, for forty-one. I, four for forty-one with a touchdown. That's not even a good stat line. Yeah, you can't start him. It's there's no way to depend on that. You know. Guys, remember when Jameis Winston threw five touchdowns? <laughs> seems like it seems like a lifetime ago. <laughs> Memories Damn. all alone in the moonlight. <laughs> all right, moving on. Got the one and two Chiefs taking on the one and two Eagles. That's probably the only time in the history of the NFL that their record will be the same heading into a, an in-season game. But Patrick Mahomes, I heard he's a young up-and-coming quarterback. I think you can play him this week. Um. Clyde Edwards-Alaire, you guys have him a little bit higher than me. He did have a good game against the Chargers. I'm still not quite – I mean, I don't know. You have to play him, but he's like an RB2, RB3 to me still. Um, Tyreek Hill, you know, you're playing him. Some guy named Travis Kelsey is pretty good at football too. Jalen Hurts, I think – you know what's funny? Jalen Hurts is the most confusing fantasy quarterback to me right now because – when you watch him play, he looks bad. He does not look like a good player. 
but he's the quarterback six on the year. And I mean, he was so bad against Dallas last week that two garbage. Now, granted, garbage time points count the same, but God, you had stomach ulcers all game if you were playing Hurts. Is that is his last name Hurts because it hurts to roster him? Is that what it is? Yes, that's exactly why. I don't see why it hurts. If you're rostering him, you're getting the same thing that you're getting out of Lamar Jackson, right? You're you're hoping for a touchdown pass or two, and then rushing yards. He's not. I don't think he's dynamic as dynamic as Lamar Jackson, but you're kind of using him for the same thing. Like you're not expecting him to pass great. You're expecting him to get some rushing upside. He was poor man's Lamar Jackson because he didn't have to draft him in the first four rounds. Anyways, uh, so your your play hurts. Miles Sanders, you guys have him a little bit higher than me, but we still have him that running back two range. Devonta Smith, wide receiver three. Jalen Rager's gross. Dallas Goddard, Ertz. Goddard looked good. I like Goddard. And Ertz actually looked pretty good too against Dallas. But um, actually, hey, that's a question. If you're that Kittle owner... Are you looking to see if Ertz is available in your waiver wire? Absolutely. Yeah, I'd agree. I'd rather that than some of the other options we talked about earlier. It's not a bad matchup. The Chiefs' defense has been pretty bad. Yeah. And my preseason prediction of the the Chiefs' empire was coming to an end. I think it's coming somewhat true. Slowly. But, yeah, that, that that's it. Other Moving on. Seattle Seahawks, 1-2, and two, taking on the 2-1 and one, San Francisco Roams. Vegas has the over under 52 with San Francisco favorite at minus three. Uh, you play Russell, you're playing Chris Carson, uh, DK and Tyler. It's funny. Um, for a while, our rankings were flip flopped where, you know, Lockett was the higher ranked wide receiver. Metcalf was the lower, but now things have fallen back into place. looks like DK's back to that alpha role. Um, especially cause he's been whining and complaining saying like the fuck man, I'm DK Metcalf. I have the most insane body. In the NFL. You know what's funny? If, if, tr- true fact. If I would shave my chest, my body looks just like DK Metcalf's. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen it. That's a stretch. <laughs> um, Gerald Everett has COVID herpes, so he is out. Would you guys play Will Disley? <laughs> <laughs> no. I wouldn't play no. Gerald Everett either. So it's like, <laughs> no. Oh, okay. Anybody? Bueller? <clears throat> okay, other side of the ball. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, no. Now, what do you do about the running back? So, Elijah Mitchell, Trey Sermon, they're saying Mitchell might play. They're saying that his shoulder's still bothering him. So, there's a chance that there's going to be a committee. But, see, my issue is Trey Sermon had the backfield to himself last week, essentially. And he did not do anything, in my opinion, that would guarantee him that role. And it's like you just see Shanahan on the sideline going like, Okay, when does Jeff Wilson come back? Like, it's just... Seriously. Seriously. It's bad. He picked it up a little bit in the second half. But, yeah, if you play him, you're hoping for a touchdown. Because that's what salvaged his last game. Are you guys... uh, Are you confident in Elijah Mitchell? I'm the only one that ranked Mitchell. Um, I'm confident in him. I don't think he plays. You think he's out again? Yeah, Yeah, I think they can't afford to have him re-aggravate that injury at this time there because if he re-aggravates it and is out for an extended time then it's really just the Trey Sermon show and Kyle Juszczyk yeah they should put Trey Lance at running back it was the best one right it did you know um Debo and IU can you play Ayuk now is Ayuk a thing (sighs) I think I want to believe that he is I think last week he made great, great strides in the offense to gain a little of Shanahan's trust back. Debo is still the man. I will play Ayuk if Kittle is out. If Kittle doesn't play, I think Ayuk, you could probably smash start him because I think there'll be the only two guys out there. I mean, Ayuk, his snap percent went up to 86% in week three against Green Bay. Now, some of that could have also been because of the the absolute boxing match that they were in and they probably just needed any and all offensive weapons on the field. Um, but he did score a touchdown. And I, I think cause God damn, like, did he bang Shanahan's wife or something? Like what happened? Like that dude was in the doghouse, and yeah, 
I think he had another red zone target that he dropped, but it wasn't like the best throw. So you're seeing a lot more opportunity with him. Yeah. So it's promising. I wouldn't start him more than like a wide receiver three, but I think it's trending up. All right. Uh, George Kittle, obviously, if he plays, you know, you start him. Would you would you sneaky add Ross Dwelly if Kittle's out? Like, is Dwelly was okay, kind of in relief. Oh, you know what? I I don't even know why I'm saying mentioning this. If Kittle's out, there are so many other tight ends I would probably pick up instead of Ross Dwelly. I mean, he's not a yeah. yeah, yeah, and that and that's coming from a Niner fan. Uh, moving on. Got the three and O Cardinals taking on the three and O Rams. I'm excited about this game. Bay's got the over under at 55. Rams favorite at minus four and a half. I think the Rams still win this game. I think it's gonna be closer than four and a half. I don't know. It's gonna be it's gonna be a fun game though. Kyler Murray fire up that man. Chase Edmonds, you're playing him. I like James Conner. I still think you know he's that running back two three flex range. Um, although this might not be a good game for Conner because. This we we were actually talking about this pre-show. This is a game where I think there's gonna be a lot of points on the board. Connor's the you know inside the twenty running back between the twenty. You know I don't know because Chase Edmonds still technically the starter, but there's gonna be a lot of points on the board. So I think this is gonna be a pure you know DeAndre Hopkins. Fish, you got him at nine still. Are you are you just is it because it's DeAndre Hopkins? Yeah, I don't care if it's Jalen Ramsey. It's also DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, you're not wrong, but he's also hurt, kind of. You got those ri- – the ribs are all banged yeah, he's up. he's always right? hurt. That's true. That's you're fair. not wrong about that either. <laughs> That's fair. Oh, my computer froze again. Too much porn on this thing, I think. Yeah. Jams everything up. Not not even the good porn. <laughs> but uh, Christian Kirk, are you interested in Christian Kirk? I think Christian Kirk's like a, you know – deep league wide receiver three flex if needed because you know if if Hopkins gets that Jalen Ramsey treatment I think Kirk is a sneaky play I mean he's been pretty good the last couple weeks yeah it's it's tough man here and here's what makes it tough and the reason I have them rated pretty close and I see Fish does also which one is it Kirk or is it more good luck here's the worst part of fantasy everybody this is the worst part you don't know. The, the essentially the same guy. I uh, hope you guess right. That's as simple as it. I wish I had more analysis to give you. I don't. Yeah, and we've only They're seen the three same weeks, player. and it's been Kirk more Kirk. So I yep. think down the road, like week eight, we'll have a better idea of who has that role more solidified. But right now, we don't know. I respectfully disagree with you guys. I think the answer is Kirk because you just look at the snap percentages between the two. Uh, like last week, for instance, Kirk had 57%, uh, Moore had 34, you know, I just, I still think Kirk's the the wide receiver too on this offense. Um, and he's, and he's producing. So I think he's going to continue to be the two. Cause I think the addition of Rondale Moore and AJ green helped Christian Kirk. Cause last year, I mean, obviously Deandre Hopkins makes every other wide receiver good. But and Christian Kirk, very talented wide receiver. But when AJ, I'm sorry, Larry Fitzgerald was your wide receiver three, you're not fooling anybody. But now that you have an AJ Green and a Rondale Moore, Christian Kirk now has the ability to thrive. But I don't know, like you guys said, we I guess we won't know until we know. Um, other side of the ball, Matt Stafford, I still think he stays absolutely hot in the flames. This defense doesn't scare anybody. Um, you, I love that man. Daryl Henderson, they're saying that uh, he – actually, Director Ross did put in a good note here. They're saying he's going to play, but it's possible that he does lose touches to Michelle because they have a Thursday game on the turnaround. So that could be something very interesting. But I still think you're firing up Henderson with absolute confidence. Like, I have Henderson – you know, Henderson's a – he's like a high RB2 Um if if he's out or takes less, Michelle he's like an R low RB two RB three, in my opinion. But Rome, you like snorting lines of cocaine over there? Like, <laughs> yeah, I am. Sorry. So so here's what I'm thinking. I'm I have I didn't rank Henderson because I again thought he was going to be hurt. 
but losing touches to Sony Michelle, I'll go ahead and just I'll throw Sony out because if he's going to lose touches, he's not going to be the guy. Henderson, I'm going to put him in at 34 because I I just can't see it being a great game. I still think this defense they're playing is pretty good. I wouldn't sleep on Arizona's defense. Fish, you got anything? No, I would kind of do the same as Rome. I would move up. I have Sony Michelle right now ranked at 28. I would move Henderson up a little bit if he plays, but not probably not above like 24, 25, because we don't know how healthy he's going to be and how much he's going to be used. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, Cooper Cup, I still we all think he stays absolutely on fire still. Robert Woods, we ranked him fairly low. Please, Robert Woods, please be good. I need you. I need you, buddy. And Tyler Higby, not a bad tight end play. You know, could be worse out there. And then your final game, heading in to your last NFC game of the week. Got the one and two Steelers taking on the two and one Green Bay Packers. Vegas has the over under at 45 and a half with Green Bay favorite at minus seven. You're playing Najee Harris. Deontay Johnson, none of us ranked him because we all thought he was going to be out. Um, if I had to absolutely put a number on it, he'd probably be in the – he'd be a top 24 to me. I, I, I think he's still a decent play. I mean, unless – I mean, he might get that Jair Alexander treatment, but, I mean, at the same time, you know, if Juju's healthy and Claypool's out there, it, you know, it could easily, you know, open up some targets for him. I just We, we were talking about a pre-show, though. I'm just worried about uh, Ben. I think Ben Roethlisberger is done. Well, like, I don't think he finishes this season at all. Like, I, I just don't know how he could. I just, I want to say I called that. I knew he was going to get, he was just going to get molested all year by every defense they played. I, he's just going to be a snowman at the end. This covered in ice. Simple as that. Yeah. Disgusting. I just, uh, I don't know. It's, it's it's tough. I don't know. Pat Fryermuth, anybody? I <laughs> no. like him, but no. I mean, until they get a better quarterback. I exactly. Just there's just no They should way. probably trade for Cam, like you were saying, or make a trade for, I don't know, any other backup. Deshaun Watson? Yeah. God, oh, my God. Go get him. He's almost the same as Roethlisberger, right? Because he allegedly – oh, he actually did. No, he he, right, he he confirmed raped like yeah two he women. he dropped he dropped trow and, and definitely showed some uh <laughs> and, showed and some he head. doesn't like he didn't like wearing a helmet <laughs> riding a motorcycle and crashes it and just uh, Ben I swear even back when he wasn't as fat as he is now Ben Rosberg has the fattest face in all of football yeah he sure did like he just he crams that meatloaf of a head into that helmet and it just spills out it just it looks uncomfortable <laughs> but I mean like. We were talking about it pre-show. Like, you're going to sit there and tell me there are 32 quarterbacks better than Cam Newton right now. Like, and you watch Ben Roethlisberger, who can barely fucking walk, and he still has a job. Like, yes, he's a Hall of Famer. Yeah, he won two rings for your franchise. But it all ends. You know, it, it, it happens. Peyton Manning, at one point in time, was supplanted by Brock Osweiler because he was falling apart. So you can swallow your fucking pride. God damn you, Mike Tomlin, your frustrating-ass coach. Other side of the ball, Aaron Rodgers, you know, he's he, – I guess he got out of whatever the fuck was bothering him in week one, and now he's he's looking like the Aaron Rodgers of old again. And Yeah, he, he got away from the Saints who kicked his ass. Although, God, he's got to do something about that hair. He looks like a sickly like – Don't say, talk about the hair. The hair's amazing. <laughs> Keep growing it out. You, as long as you can do it, Aaron. He he, I like I said, he looks like Nick Cage playing Aaron Rodgers in a movie, <laughs> like Aaron Rodgers on the Wish app. I mean, it's just it's gross. <laughs> uh, Aaron Jones, you know, top ten play. Devontae Adams, the best wide receiver in football. Although I don't know, with MVS out, does that make him the wide receiver one and two in football? Because they're just gonna keep throwing nineteen times at him. Yes, I mean, I think Randall Cobb will probably make a nice step up this week. Are you playing Randall Cobb? Not. I have I have Marcus Valdez Scantling at sixty five. I'll plug Cobb in right there. Sixty five. Director Ross says that 
Aaron Rodgers' hair was for his Halloween costume. Is he is he going as a pedophile? Like I don't know. Like was he is he going as Nick Cage? Is Nick Cage's <laughs> costume? Then he's nailing it. <laughs> Big Bob Tanyan. You guys both have him in the top twelve. I don't. I'm not buying it. It's just I mean, he had the one good week and that was it. He was one for six last week against San Francisco on one target. Yeah, but he had to go up against he had to go up against Warner. Warner's one of the best cover tight ends or one of the best cover linebackers in the game. I I I still like Tanyan. I think Tanyan and Rogers have a nice connection. And I you know what's coming? This is the three touchdown game to Tanyan. And the other thing too is like let's throw out that Saints game out the window. That was not typical Packers game. Uh uh-uh. uh. So he's he's one for two right now. And his snap percentage is going up. We have him like at ranked at eleven and twelve, but in like you say you have him lower, but like there's not much else to put there that made me feel like he's worth being lower than that. Like the if I look at my rankings, the people I have below him are like Jared Cook, Mike Kosecki, Austin Hooper. Like I don't want any of them. You play Dawson Knox over him. That's who you play. Oh my god! And I'm making disappointed. him a thing. Making him a thing. All right, that'll wrap it up for the NFC breakdown. We got a little bit of time left, so boys, get out them phones, get out them digits. Let's see who them booty calls are. Big Rome, who's your quarterback booty call of this week? All right, my quarterback booty call. It's just it makes so much sense. It's so sexy. I'm going Tom Brady. Tom Brady's going to look to rock his old team. It, it's. I think he's going to go in with such a chip on his shoulder. The a, a chip only the size that Tom Brady can have. Like he's just going to go in there and try to murder these guys. Plus, he's. I mean, he knows Bill. He knows he's got inside knowledge of Bill of the Patriots. He knows what to look for, unless Bill's going to totally throw some shit at him that he's never seen, which heck, it could happen, but I doubt it. I think Tom is going to be a fucking smash play this week. Yeah, yeah, you're you're definitely not wrong. Fish, tell me about them quarterbacks. Yeah, my quarterback booty call of the week is Derek Carr. Uh, he's currently the quarterback 10 right now. He's... Playing against the Chargers defense hasn't looked that great. And I think the game's going to be a high-scoring game anyways. This is another one of those guys that until you prove me wrong, which I'm sure he will soon enough because he does have those two-point games, or in his history he does. But maybe this is your he turns around, but I don't think this is the game that he gets shut down. Yeah, well, you can definitely put up points against the uh, the Chargers, and you know, you're not wrong. My quarterback booty call of the week Staying in the hotness, that is Matthew Stafford. Uh, you know, he's currently sitting at the quarterback five. I mean, it's just – it's amazing what a change of scenery can do for a player. I mean, Cooper Cup playing out of his fucking mind. And then, you know, his wide receiver two is Robert Woods, who would be the wide receiver one on just about any other team in the NFL right now. And, I mean, the Arizona defense, yes, they're good, but they don't scare anybody. Um, you know, he's – Throwing for about 300 yards a game. He had at least two passing touchdowns each game. Um, it's just – I'm absolutely in love with Stafford. I, It's going to – he's going to keep balling out. Uh, I, I don't see it stopping any time. Kind of like what you guys have been saying. Prove me wrong. Until I see it not happening anymore, that's it. Ipso facto. All right, Rome, yeah. getting that backfield. Oh, I'm going to booty call this backfield, all right? Listen, David Montgomery against Detroit – as of right now, he's gonna. I think he's gonna bounce back really, really big. I'm looking at Detroit, and I know they've they've played well, right? As a whole, I don't think their defense has been great. Just look back to Week One, what San Francisco did to these guys. They pounded sand. Elijah Mitchell became a thing because of the Detroit defense. I think David Montgomery is a better running back. And I think the Bears are really going to learn. They're going to lean on him moving forward, especially against Detroit. So I'm I'm seeing stars right now with David Montgomery. I love it. Love it. Can't go wrong. Fishy, what you got? My running back booty call is 
I put Sony Michelle thinking Henderson was hurt, but I'm going to plug Henderson right in there if he plays. Whoever plays that game, whoever's the starter, if Michelle's out. If Henderson's out, use Michelle, but if Henderson plays, use him. I think the Rams might try to run the ball more than they have in previous games. If you look at Arizona's defense, they are 8th against the pass, but they're 29th against the run in yards allowed. I think that also that the Rams can kind of use the ball control to keep Arizona's high-pressure offense off the field for a little bit. And I think that they'll be able to move the ball with either running back. Yeah, I can't argue with that. My uh, running back booty call of the week, DeAndre Swift. He's my running back too. He would have been my running back one if Derrick Henry wasn't going to run for 9,000 yards on one carry. Just do laps around the field <laughs> from one end zone to the other. End. No one can stop this man because he's the juggernaut. So DeAndre Swift, I think he's going to absolutely crush this game. I mean, if you look at his usage, he does split the backfield somewhat with Jamal Williams. Now, it's looking, it's more like a 60-40, 65-35 split. But, I mean, he's getting it done decently on the running game. I mean, he's rushing for around four yards a carry right now, but it's the passing game that he's getting, or all, excuse me, all the passing work he's getting. You know, He's getting at least four catches a game. He's getting at least 40 yards receiving a game. I mean, the Chicago defense isn't what it used to be. How does he not stay absolutely on fire? Um, side note, I did go 0 for 4 on booty calls last week, so I will not be held responsible for my <laughs> choices and actions. So there's a little disclaimer for you because – Director Ross did put in a note that uh, I'm I'm also not very good at fantasy football. So moving on, Big Rome, give me your wide receiver booty call of the week. All right, listen, I got them digits for DK Metcalf. I think against San Francisco, I want to say he eats him up every year that he's like since last year, right? He came in and he did his thing. I think he's he's going to be getting back on track versus drowning San Francisco secondary. Losing Verrett, losing the the chance to go get Sherman back. I just feel like the secondary itself isn't really looking all that great. So I can see DK Mac DK Metcalf exploiting that this week. Love it. Love it. Love it. Fish. Hit me. Yeah my wide receiver booty call of the week, Odell Beckham. Uh, he's got a def- decent matchup. Minnesota's not that great against the pass. We're not that great against the run either this year, but he looked great his first week back. He's probably going to get even more healthy, more comfort as he's kind of tested that leg out. I think it's going to be a pretty high-scoring game. Both these teams can put up a lot of points. So I'm, I'm throwing in Odell Beckham on here. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Um, my wide receiver booty call of the week. Big Mike Williams. Again, the adage of prove keep until you prove me wrong. Um, he's the wide receiver two on the year. He has scored a touchdown in every game. He's had at least 80 yards receiving every game and seven catches every game. I mean, he is absolutely lighting it up. It's This is the wide receiver that I wanted him to be, and he's finally that guy. And it's, it's – okay, the Raiders' defense – made Jalen Waddle look like an all-star. So, I mean, and then Keenan Allen's a little banged up right now. I just, and this relationship between Herbert and Williams has just been absolutely on fire. You know, the NBA jam rules three games in a row. He's on fire. So, I mean, I, I think it sticks with it. Monday night football primetime. Mike Williams has played well when he's the national game. So I, I love it. I love it. And he's going to, keep just absolutely dominating. I think it helped that he cut off all the dreadlocks. Made that maybe maybe his head's not so heavy so when he lands, yeah. He can actually keep his feet and run for extra yeah. yards. They were weighing him down. Yeah. And uh Rome, give us that tight, that tight little end. <laughs> all right, listen. This tight end that I'm calling up, I I think he's looking good right now, looking real real fine. All right, I'm going Noah Font. It's not the best matchup in the world because I think Baltimore's they, their defense is okay. They're not nearly what everybody thought they were going to be. But after another wide receiver loss here that's in, in Denver, I mean, losing, losing Judy, losing Hamler, right now the best option they've got is Noah Font, Sutton, and Tim Patrick. Uh, okay, 
I'll take Noah Font all day. I'm I'm loving him this week. I'm lighting him up if I have any shares of him, which unfortunately I don't. But good luck for anybody that does, because I think it's going to be a beaut. Great pick. Fish, give us your little tight end over there. All right, my little tight end is not so little, but Logan Thomas. <laughs> He's got a pretty darn favorable matchup against Atlanta. He pretty much plays every snap. I think he has played every snap this season. And Heineke is starting to trust him with Curtis Samuel, right? Curtis Samuel? Yeah. Him coming back, it does. I think it's going to open it up a little more, but I can't just double him up the whole game. I think this is going to be his biggest game of the year, which is not saying much, but I think he'll get another touchdown this week and be over 50 yards and five receptions. So I'd fire him up. I like that because I have Logan Thomas in a couple leagues. All right, and I'm going to end you guys with my tight end. <laughs> oh, wait, we also have to do our survivor picks, but that's fine. We'll do that too. Anyways, Rome, you might not have shares of, of uh, Noah Font, but you know who you can get shares of? Dawson Knox. Don't say it. God damn it. <laughs> He's going to be – listen, Your Honor, if I may have the court's attention, please. The last two weeks, he's had a touchdown. Granted, two for 17 against Miami and four for 49 against Washington. However, touchdowns. And, again, if you don't have that Kelsey, Kittle, Waller tight end, you want someone that's going to get you a touchdown. It's a good matchup against Houston because their defense is poop. Josh Allen, five touchdowns last week. One of them went to fucking Dawson Knox. I don't see how it doesn't stop. You know, if, if you're desperate for a tight end, you need someone out there, Dawson Knox, I'm telling you, his stat line's going to be gross. It's going to be like three catches for 11 yards, but he's going to get a touchdown. I don't understand how you're so low on Tunyon, but you think Dawson Knox is going to be some touchdown machine. This, But it's okay. Yes. I, I think that you're allowed that opinion. I would play I would play Dawson Knox over every tight end except Kelsey. <laughs> you not, go right to really. hell. I'm out of here. Not really. That was that was a joke. <laughs> that was just something director Ross types up, but that's fine. <laughs> I you know what? I, I don't I I think Dawson Knox is this year's God. Bob Tunyon. At least next week. Maybe not future, but I think next week's a good matchup. <laughs> Two weeks. Okay. You know what? But now that he, now that Josh Allen knows that he can find him in the red zone and get him for a quick touchdown, why not? And Houston's defense is gross, so why not? Why fuck not? All right, to end the show, survivor picks. I'll go first. I took Green Bay because, you know what? What if you just said that that Aaron Rodgers' hair was for his Halloween costume? He's gonna be Mike Myers, that long nasty hair that sticks out the back of a mask. It's gonna be Mike Myers, so yeah. But yeah, I'm I I take Green Bay as my survivor pick. Nice. Uh, I went ahead and took the uh, Tennessee Titans. I feel like you're playing the Jets. Yeah, you don't have you don't have a wide receiver core as of right now, but you do have a Derrick Henry, and he is a goddamn human tank. And like we said. What the stat line's going to be earlier in the show? Uh, listen, I'm I'm jumping all the way behind that. He might set a record: four thousand yards on four carries. <laughs> he's going to run around like he's going to Tecmo Super Bowl, right, uh, Mister Bo Jackson? Yeah, I got the Tennessee Titans with the win. Earth the fish, <laughs> anytime, buddy. I also took the Tennessee Titans. And it's not just the whole Derrick Henry, which it's going to be. It's more so because the Jets. The Jets, you could put a football on the top of the steepest mountain in the world, and the Jets would not be able to move it down the hill. <laughs> they wouldn't be able to. They wouldn't even not be wrong. able to figure out how to roll it down the hill. They're terrible. <laughs> that's that, good. That's some fine analysis there. Definitely, that's good. <laughs> But thanks for hanging out with us guys tonight. Happy Friday. It was a full dick Friday. That's, yeah. what, that's what that was. But, yeah, thanks for hanging out, guys. Best of luck this weekend. Uh, if you get any questions, you know, we're going to be available on the Twitters and the Instagrams and all that fun stuff. So get us on the socials at Filthy F Ball Show on Twitter. 
at Filthy Fantasy Football Show on Instagram. Send in your emails to Filthy Fantasy Football Show at gmail.com. And again, thank you guys so much. I love you all and have a good evening. King Josh, Josh the King. Big Rome. Fantasy Fish. Have a good one, y'all.